Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, so I got some examples for you, bud. And these are those conventional financial wisdoms we've all heard. Uh, and sometimes, I don't know, I'll let you decide, tell us if these things can lead us astray, uh, if they've got some merit, you know, just some point counterpoint, if you will, for these old conventional wisdoms. Real estate is the first one. Uh, for many, 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 many years, you would hear, well, get buy yourself real estate. You'll be wealthy. You can't go wrong with real estate. Right, because um, it's hard to make real estate. You know, True. I think Only so much of it. Right. Yeah. I think uh, was over Dubai. Maybe they're they're making their own island. They, you know, yeah, they with, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the shape of a palm tree. So unless you have access to that kind of capital and that kind of dirt that you can you know, put out in the middle of the ocean, sand, and create your right? own, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then, then the, you know, it's, land is not they're, they're not producing anymore. OK, so that's why they say that uh, it'll always appreciate in value. But. Real estate has very local impacts. See, a lot of see the, the Jenny Craig thing we just talked about. That went down, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, she was, you know, um, ask when you're in that stratosphere of that, there's a very limited number of buyers, and they're True. probably not out there trying to purchase that stuff. But right. for most people, you know, they're talking about their primary residence, mm-hmm. right? Or they'll maybe, hey, I want to go and invest in a piece of property, and I can get the income from it. I'll get the appreciation on the uh, the property itself, and then down the road I can sell the property and have this capital gain, and that's one way I'll fund my uh, my income streams. And that's that's one way people do it. There are some people that do have a very large real estate portfolio, and that they've right. done very very well. Right. But if people are looking at a choice, okay, if I'm going to take my retirement plan and money, you know, my four hundred one k, that kind of stuff, and I'm going to go out and purchase real estate, and I've never done this before. Well, then I think you're getting into a bit of an issue there. So. We talk about when you invest in real estate, you have to deal with the three T's, and that's the tenants, right? Because you got to have a tenant in there to pay you rent, and that rent then helps offset the cost of the building unless you bought it outright, but that's the revenue coming in. Well, are tenants very reliable? <laughs> Hopefully got a good one, right? and they are, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes there's evictions that occur, right? And while you're getting evicted or while you're you know putting them in the court process, paying you anything is costing you money so all of a sudden your income gets affected that way right right there's also i call it the trash <laughs> that you have to deal with and the and the the uh, toilets because so the three t's tenants trash and toilets and sometimes those always go wrong and usually at the time that you don't need them to go wrong you know like uh you and your wife have a nice vacation plan and you're out in the middle of the caribbean sea and you get an email and all of a sudden it says hey the toilet's overflowing and we got sewage everywhere in this in this rental unit you know, that's why you have a property manager, that kind of stuff. So I would caution somebody is looking at it as a way to generate income for retirement. Now, there are some ways to diversify using real estate. There's some ways that you can access real estate through investments, which are more liquid. There's some uh, exchange traded funds, which track to real estate. If you want that real estate exposure, I'm not a big fan of REITs just because of their illiquid nature. But 
real estate is a different asset class. Um, it is one for diversification, but again, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. I wouldn't put all of your money in real estate unless you know what you're doing, you're in that business, and you have a very diversified portfolio of you know, 20% of your tenants not paying you for a month and you'll still be okay. So yeah. uh, just okay. go in it with caution. Yeah. So that old conventional wisdom of, you know, own real estate and you'll be good for, uh, you know, financial success, you know, it's a little different now than when that kind of was, became the norm. So you want to definitely check in uh, and talk with your advisor as you're thinking, if you're thinking about owning additional real estate other than your home. Uh, another conventional wisdom, uh, there's good debt and there's bad debt and mortgage is good debt used to be, but now it's not, or not as good a debt, because the interest is uh, becoming harder to deduct. And that's due to the limitation on your Schedule A deductions, mortgage interest, and then your property taxes, if, if your property taxes are limited and your state taxes are limited to 10000 So plus your mortgage interest, if you're a married couple, that's got to be over $24,400. That's a pretty high bar to overcome. Right. So it's causing a lot of people are not going to get that deduction for the mortgage interest. Now, the difference between good debt and bad debt is if good debt is debt you're paying that builds something, right? So you're paying debt on a mortgage. Well, the home is appreciating value. That's an asset that you can access down the road. Same with almost a student loan. If you think about it, you took out a loan, you're paying interest, but what did that, what did that degree allow you to do? Allow you to earn more money, right? You have a greater earnings capacity because you have a college degree. I can't say that all the time because there's people with college degrees that don't have as much earning capacity because they didn't learn any skills along the way either. But um, bad debt would be something like a you know paying for a vacation, although it created memories and that kind of stuff. But it you know you just kind of put it for just as one specific thing, right? So uh, the best thing is to have no debt because then you don't have to pay anyone interest. But sometimes debt is a useful or needed tool to get things accomplished that you need to accomplish. So remember the rule of retirement is you can finance anything in life, but you can't finance retirement. Yeah. You can't borrow your retirement dollars. So. Borrowing along the way sometimes is a necessary evil, um, especially if they're very low interest rates. Today, mortgages are you know the lowest we've seen in thirty plus years. So um, just manage it wisely. Uh, that's something we can we can counsel people with on on debt. Um, a lot of people want all of their debt eliminated before they retire. It's not such a bad thing to go into retirement with some debt if you know it's going to fall off at some time. So it's not the end of the world, but you definitely like to be debt free if you can be. Yeah, and Eric, I mean, I, th- I think sometimes, especially with the way the market's been, uh, I think people sometimes look at the numbers and say, "Well, I can ge- get in such and such investment for say and be making six percent or whatever, uh, and my mortgage is only you know one, so I could, I could take this you know one or two or you know two and a half percent." three percent whatever they might have had and they say well i can take that money this chunk of money i've got and invest it and do better than if i paid off the house and then you have the flip side people say i just want the uh the aha feel i feel good knowing my house is paid off so there's two ways to go about this and everybody's going to be different based on what they're trying to accomplish right it, it all everything you know when it comes to world finances based on your individual circumstances but if you're looking at pulling money out of your retirement plan to plug it into your house to pay that off right that's not something i recommend okay, gotcha. but let's say you're you're paying extra payments right now on your house okay, okay. to kind yeah. of accelerate that to get that paid off mm-hmm. sometimes it might make more sense to put those extra dollars towards your retirement you know contributions to your 401k or things like that build up that side of the portfolio because a house doesn't it's a it's a debt that doesn't change as long as you're in a fixed rate mortgage. You know, right, if you're in a variable right. rate mortgage, it will reset. But if you're in a fixed rate, which right now you should be refinancing to fixed rates because they're so cheap, then that debt's gonna be the same. And so ten years from now it's gonna seem a lot cheaper than what it is today because everything else around it is going to increase. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you're sacrificing your retirement savings to pay off your debt, I would say you probably need to pay yourself first. 
yeah. you know, because when you have that money, you still, if you have the money in your account that you can pay off the house, your actually house is paid off technically because you could just move it from one side to the other. But it allows you the flexibility. What if change, life changes? You know, what if you need to move, you know, in a quick, because you got a relocation or maybe you got to go help your parents or something like that. You got to sell your house on a, you know, fire sale, so to speak, in a you know month or something like that. And all of a sudden you got to take less for it and you just put a big chunk of money in that, that money's gone. Because I tell people your house is worth whatever someone else is willing to pay you for it. You can say it's worth $300,000. You put a sign in your yard to have an open house <laughs> right. and everyone offers you two hundred. Right. Your house is worth two hundred. So. Yeah. Uh, I just like people to be in control and sometimes taking money out of a 401k or IRA to put it in the house is not being in control. So just approach with caution. Well, some good conversation here with Eric about uh, conventional financial wisdoms. Uh, If you have questions or concerns, reach out to Eric 515-226-1500. I have two more, but I'm going to skip the next ones. Uh, I want to get this last one in before we have to take a break, Eric. So let me ask you about this conventional wisdom of if, you know, if something, your investments aren't doing well, try something else out. And I think for a lot of us, it's very instinctual to say, well, this isn't working. Let me move on to something else. Right. And what you have to realize is that um, there's an ebb and flow to investments. Um, sometimes they're going to be beating and sometimes they're going to be behind. And what people need to do is have an asset allocation, understand the reason why you're investing, and just kind of keep your eye on the prize as opposed to looking at it on a, you know, I definitely wouldn't look at it on a day-by-day basis, but you should probably evaluate it maybe six months to a year to see what's going on. I mean, uh, Warren Buffett has said, you know, if you buy a stock, you should not own it for 10 minutes if you're not going to own it for 10 years. Ah, so buy, okay. interesting. Yeah. So if you're not going to hold it for 10 years and don't even own it. So the thing is, he's looking at the long-term play of these. And so we get caught up and mired in these, these you know, quarter-over-quarter fluctuations because that's the way the financial media is. You know, what's the best-performing mutual funds this quarter? And all of a sudden, the flows come into them. So there was a study done by Morningstar, which actually show on average that investors lose about 2.5% of their wealth every year due to trying something else. Hmm. Wow, you know? yeah. So the one thing is, once you have an allocation set, you want to kind of set it and let it work its case. You know, um, There's a reason why you have exposure to equities. There's a reason why you have some stuff that's in safer accounts. Let those things work because you know, statistically speaking, and we have all the uh, evidence to back it up, if you look over a long period of time, those things and equities have been worth way more than they have you know, years down the road. So, But you want to make sure you have the right allocation. That's the whole thing. So see what you're what you're agreeable with as far as from a risk tolerance standpoint and make sure they're well-constructed portfolios, well-diversified. And those are things we can help with here at Peterson Financial Group is exposing you to the true risk that you have in yours. And then maybe this is a time with markets up to maybe make some adjustments to maybe take some winnings off the table, put them in some safe place, guaranteed some income, be able to retire when you want to retire. That's the key is having stuff that can generate income. And that prevents you from trying something new because you need the income from it. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.